0: Bring it.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome along again to Feud for Thought. Thank you so much for being here. It's me, Ben Simmons, with my, as ever, esteemed colleague. Me, Martin Hill. Here we are together again for your ears, and we hope your ears are happy about it. Thanks for listening. Um, they are
0: such, such beautiful ears.
1: <laughs> there could be a lot of beautiful ears listening right now. We're never going to know the exact number of ears, are we?
0: Don't know. I don't think anyone got back to me about whether it was Greenwich or Greenwich either. Which, uh,
1: <laughs> so that's I was a bit un- annoyed about That's unresolved then. That was one of the few things we've argued about recently. It was good. It was good.
0: I know. It's not an argument, Ben. You're wrong. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> there's no argument involved. Well, that's it's just a good an basis. Idiotic Benism that I'm going to put it. No, beyond. I think
1: that's a great basis for an argument because you think I'm wrong, and I think I'm violently right. So there you go. You can be as violently right as you think you are, but
0: you're wrong. There's, n- <laughs> there's not another human being, with the exception of possibly your mum and dad. I'm not getting back
1: into it, but you're wrong. <laughs> I love the fact that you've almost got back into it. Right, let's <laughs> yeah. get away from I, it. I
0: refuse to sink to your level.
1: <laughs> so for this episode of Feud for Thought, we've decided to talk about, and it could be more of a struggle for you because I will admit it was led by me, Uh, various injuries and ailments that we've had over the years. And for me, some of the more severe ones, it's sort of cathartic to tell the story of how you got them if they're particularly horrendous. But I know you haven't had what's regarded really as too many horrendous injuries.
0: I haven't, just not only emotionally.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, if you've been affected emotionally and your mental health suffered, then maybe you can mention that as well.
0: Well, yeah, um, I have. That is for true. That speak- is for,
1: for sure. Speaking, sure. Spe- <laughs> Speaking of people who've been through adversity, um, far more impressively than either of us suffering with any injuries or ailments, and we did devote a whole episode to the Olympics, the Paralympics are on right now, aren't they? They are, yeah. Have
0: you been watching any of
1: it? Well, it's harsh. I'm one of those people that I kind of, I'll flick the channels and if it's on and if it's something I'm of sport and vaguely interested in, I'll go, Oh, I'll have a look at this. But otherwise I tend not to really watch it, which is not great of me. I can accept that. But I did see some swimming the other day. I saw a swimming final, I think where we had three people in the final and we didn't, we got fourth, sixth and seventh or something. We didn't come with the medals. Um, But I did see on the, we're news. doing
0: we're doing great. In the yeah, Paralympic. on the news they well, were been,
1: we got 116 medals or something, and it was our target to achieve between 100 and 140. So they've already achieved the target and could possibly even beat it, which is incredible.
0: So, yeah, there's been so many. There's been world records broken. They've uh, it it was probably a more eventful Olympics than our than the original olympics yeah 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 um with the the paralympics one i think they've done incredibly well but i do there is an element of it which is sort of horrible to say but like t- spectacle you watch it because i kind of want to see how they how they do it yeah not yeah, in, yeah. A, not in a, a point and laugh kind of thing more of in a it's but, it's bloody impressive. Kind yeah, of, yeah.
1: That basically those disabled people are going faster than we could, you know, at swimming or whatever, and the various sports they're doing. It they've got to a level. Yeah, th-
0: there was the guy. I, th- I want to say I-, I can't remember where he was from, so I'm not going to insult him by trying to pretend and I I can or guess. But he literally had no arms, and he just uh, swimming. He was working purely off his core and his legs, and um. Did the uh, I think it was a freestyle one because people were doing freestyle? Yeah, and I think it came like second. It was like inches of getting first place, and I was proper behind the guy because I just thought the and what gets me. I said this to you the other day. What gets me with it is it's the same size pool. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They, they have people of varying ailments and sizes, and they're all swimming the full Olympic size pool that able-bodied uh, athletes do. And they're killing it, and they're killing yeah, it yeah. probably be- better than better than we did. And that's the mark of probably a, a true uh, athlete. Are these people who, who like? I mean, yeah, just doing just doing that kind of physical activity for that length. I just thought was very impressive. What? And what? Sarah Story, Sarah Story, yeah, now, became the most uh,
1: decorated Olympian the ever. Most decorated one, yeah. So I think she's
0: got something like crazy, like. What is it, 17, 18 gold medals? Something um,
1: unbelievable. Yeah, you can't mess with that, can you? No, no, that is what an achievement! Absolutely just, fantastic.
0: Just imagine coming home and having that on you just a string of gold <laughs> yeah. medals like across your hallway or wherever you display them. She's probably got a big display you would have wouldn't you if you're having the gold medals you've got a display case for certain i wonder Uh, if
1: when you've got that many you become a bit blasé about it you know you go ah this is my 16th and 17th you know whatever (laughs) (laughs) you probably don't to be fair it's uh, (laughs) expected (laughs) who is it oh it's like that um
0: who was that swimming guy for us? And it was Alex Petty, Alex Petty. Was that his name? Can't remember his name. Adam, one of the Adam swimming. Petey, yeah. Adam Petty. And whenever they interviewed him, he was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what are you going to do? you got tomorrow coming up. He says, What are you going to say? I'm, well, I'm just going to win, Anna. <laughs> <So laughs> yeah. it, like, it was just the ultimate blase. It was just like, Yeah, well, I'm going to well, obviously, obviously. I'm going to win it. What do you think? Are you, know, why, are you, to, why
1: are you interviewing me? To know you're that good that you can come across. I did see interviews with him. He didn't seem like arrogant. He just seemed supremely confident to know you're that good and to know you're fast enough that you will win was incredible. What I think is pretty harsh that happened to our sprinter, didn't it, in the 100 metres final? Like one strike and you're out with a false start in running or whatever, and, you know... I do think well it doesn't nobody does it twice does it so there's got to be a punishment I suppose but I do think that's so harsh you just mistime something and you go a split second before the gun and you're you're literally out and disqualified and no I miss this was this this is awful but I can't remember the guy's name guy in in the paralympics
0: or the no no in the
1: regular olympics a british athlete in the 100 meters
0: Oh, I can't remember this. I know something actually I was on the news. Something happened with Ellie Simmons there. She been suspended. I think she said it was her last one and then Okay. Um uh, something had happened today. I don't know. I I, I forgot to look at it because I thought we might end up talking about it today. But right. um I think she might have had a disqualification uh, right. for something to do. Oh okay, but we'll have to. I don't know. It's not worth holding up on. But um, no, no, sure. It
1: is is a harsh thing, isn't it? Like that—that sort of zero tolerance policy about it. Um, What What I find, well, again, I'm just ignorant about it. But I watched this swimming final the other day, and clearly. There has to be some sort of categorization of people's disability for them to be in the same level of competition at the Paralympics, and I don't understand what all the letters mean when it says, "Oh, it's like the women's C five four hundred meters freestyle or whatever." I don't know what that means, the C five part or whatever. Um, but in this final, there was there was an amputee, so there was some there was a lady in it who only had one arm. There was there was someone with some other kind of disability about an arm, I think, but there were, and then that Ellie Simmons was in it as well. So there was someone who had dwarfism in it as well. And I'm like, how do you categorize, how do you make it? Okay. They're going to be of a comparable level, you know, because they're so strikingly different in terms of what the thing that makes them less fast than able-bodied people is, you know?
0: Yeah, it is. I don't know how they go about doing it, or what determines what category. But um, I suppose you have to have it; otherwise, it 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 makes it quite unfair. I suppose it is horrible sometimes as well because you, you do. There are races that I've seen, and I've sort of been sat there going, "Well, well what's their disability?" Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I'm expecting them to come out with some obvious thing, yeah, and yeah. and that's my own. Uh, naivety to it to be honest because or, or ignorance whichever one um because like you say i don't know enough about it when you when you say these things there should be that i think i think it's very it, it's upsetting to me as well that it moves to channel 4 because I, i'm not a big fan of channel 4 i think the presenters are even worse than the bbc ones but at least they're not saying hey you bossed it whatever it was that they used to say on the 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 presenters did there yeah
1: that upset
0: you, and and I can't I can't stand that last leg program whatever it is oh yeah yeah (laughs) um all the presenters so I haven't watched as much of it as I would do having said that if it was on the if it was on well not just the babies if it was on a different channel with different present I'd have been all over it much more but I find it a bit hard to watch because I get annoyed with the presenters and stuff rather than anything else Yeah, but yeah, they they need to have some sort of classification, really. It's how it's how it sort of works. No,
1: I understand they need to. I just uh, it must be a difficult decision. Whatever body is responsible for deciding, oh, that person is of a comparable level to that person, so they can go in this categorization. And who has to decide that ultimately? I'm. I wonder, I
0: wonder if there's anyone who sort of argued with the categorization. Yeah, yeah, sure. They've been put into a category, and they don't want to be in a category like. Ellie Simmons, obviously, if she was there with that, that weren't with people with, with uh, dwarfism or whatever, then does she have uh, any uh, authority to say no? That's that's not. Yeah, like, is it just categorised for her and that's it? Done. You're you're in that category. I mean, she's been swimming in that category for years, so she's obviously happy with it. But I mean, yeah, when it was first done, does she? Have, does the uh, athlete have anything to say, or you know?
1: On a totally separate and far more frivolous note, I wonder if Ellie Simmons has the same but opposite annoyance that I have, which is when I tell people my surname Simmons. Occasionally you get people that spell Ben Simmons. The Simmons has a D in it at the end, which is how Ellie because Simmons... does have a D. Hers oh. does have a D. Does she ever get it spelt without a D and is annoyed in the same way that I am, but for the D being missing? You know, it's the Don't problem know, that... Maybe
0: one day we will get to interview her <laughs> and uh, and then we can ask her that very vital question.
1: <laughs> I would genuinely gold like to do... the Olympic
0: gold that you've won, Ellie? <laughs> but what we really want to know is, do you ever get annoyed with your name? <laughs> I'm sure she'll love the question. She'll be totally I'm sure she'll say,
1: no, Ellie is fine. It doesn't annoy me whatsoever.
0: Yeah, it doesn't annoy me whatsoever. What is interesting is what do you think Paralympic stands for?
1: Um, yeah, that's a really good point, because it's now you said that and what instantly came to my mind can't be right, because it seems like it ought to mean par- paralysed and Olympics. And it's like a, a cross between the two, but it can't. That's genuinely
0: right. what I thought that it meant. And it doesn't. The yeah. para comes from Greek, which means next to or adjacent to. And then ah. Olympics is from the Olympics. So the Paralympics is obviously next to the uh, olympics well
1: i've genuinely learned something from you today
0: yeah i had no idea about that mate not a clue until i was reading about it uh, a while ago because I, I didn't know if we were going to be doing anything on the olympics yeah today. yeah well we need to as t- it happens we're not we're going with with accidents it's a bit yes. crude to go from that to accidents <laughs> i'm afraid <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah it has decided i have to say that it is probably i know ben said he sort of forced it upon me not quite as much because it has been me that's instigated this because yesterday I did have quite a annoying, frustrating accident when I woke up. Well, not me. Well, my for, car. we should
1: we should explain this is we are going to talk about injuries and ailments that we've had as humans that have affected our bodies, but you've had an incredibly annoying thing happen to your car yesterday through absolutely no fault of your own. And whilst I
0: I was asleep soundly in my bed,
1: whilst I can't use too much profanity on this podcast, um, if I could, I would do it a lot now and describe the person that inflicted damage to your car as an absolute and then have a word bleeped out many times. But, uh, yeah, so
0: stop your last week then,
1: (laughs) that's a good point. And uh, considering we've done one on swear words, I don't know why I'm suddenly worried about it. But, uh, no,
0: well, politeness isn't it because we're polite people, but people who bash someone's car in the middle of the night and then drive off without leaving any details are not polite people. They oh, are absolutely. people who I would refer to as scum.
1: I outright, would agree.
0: Scum. And if ever I wish danger upon a person or harm, it, it was it is whoever was driving that car, yeah, who back ended my car and then drove off in the middle of the night without so much as a word and i have found out that it is a grey
1: volvo oh nice because, nice research cuz that
0: yeah they very kindly left some pieces of it behind right uh grey pieces of car that thankfully have volvo written on the back of it so it we was, should, I should be a detective
1: out, should point out to those listening that you know I've, i can imagine occasionally Some car might nudge another car, might touch the bumper of another car, might accidentally knock into a wing mirror, might cause a dent or something, and then drive off. And you kind of go, you're still scum, but I understand it. This person has had a proper serious bang into your car, because you sent me a photo of the actual damage to your car, which is quite severe. And to have done that and left without leaving any contact details is utterly horrendous.
0: Well, someone, someone across the road from me did say they heard it and looked out around three o'clock in the morning or something like that when it happened, and they were driving off, and he said it was a grey Lexus, and then when I was looking at the car, like now, like, no, it's, not, it's a Volvo, but I'll let you off. Right, um, yeah. But apparently the car was knackered, and the wheel was making a funny noise, and it went screeching off down the road. So if it was a genuine accident, and it was their car, then it's... To me, it's you know, you got to go through your insurance anyway to fix that. Yeah, leave your details, just be polite. Let me get mine fixed as well. You did the damage, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or it's some drunken idiot who's had an accident, not insured, or something like that, smacked it up and then driven off. The only way they've the only reason for driving off because it's going to cost them a packet if it's their car is if the car was stolen or they were drunk. Yeah. Other than that, I just can't get a situation in my head where you wouldn't just because you're going to have to go through your insurance anyway. Yeah. Just, yeah. Exactly. You know, if you've caused an accident, just man up and do it.
1: Anyway. Oh, I'm sorry for you, mate. That's genuinely horrible and a crap thing to have to deal with the aftermath of when it's not been your fault as well.
0: Yeah. Horrible. So, because of that, we're going to be looking at bad accidents, injuries, claims, anything like that. Uh, that we've had in the past I don't know how much I'm going to bring into this like you said it was thrown upon me and in all honesty I've never broken a bone in my life I've had a couple lucky. of nasty accidents incredibly lucky or just fat enough that everything bounces <laughs> off me I don't know
1: <laughs> <laughs> right I don't. Right.
0: when I fall out of anything I just bounce straight back up it's all <laughs> right I'm well, ready that- to go
1: let me start by saying this, if we're going to, because we've kind of, we're talking about a multitude of subjects there. We've started with being impressed with Paralympians, and then we've talked about uh, some complete bastard that's pranged your car. Um, we've, we've shied away from Ben's brilliant brain and Martin's marvellous 50 and 100 year memories. Uh, so I don't know how well you're going to be able to bring that round to any of the subjects we've talked about. But if we're talking about injuries. Do
0: yours now while I have a quick Google.
1: Yeah, if we're talking about injuries now, when I think about injuries that have occurred to me and things I will share with our listeners in a minute, I can't really think of any that happened whilst playing competitive sport. Um, there's, I did break a bone whilst at a, a soccer school when I was a kid, but I'll come on to that later. That wasn't in a competitive match or anything. Um, but I was looking at injuries and the most common. Injuries. I I've always loved football and playing football and particularly watching football. The most common football injuries are
0: the fake injury.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, are an ankle sprain and a hamstring strain.
0: Um, Sense.
1: Yeah. And apparently they're the things that happen most frequently. Oh, and a groin strain. So those are the three most common. Clearly it makes sense because you're going to be running around, you're going to be stretching, you're going to be twisting and turning or whatever. So ankle sprains, hamstring strains, groin strains are the most common injuries to occur whilst playing football. I remember spraining my ankle in a match once and it wasn't Well, someone did tackle me, but it was just twisting round. And it's sort of really weird to explain the pain because maybe you've sprained an ankle at some point in your life, but it's that thing of going from not just, oh, I've put my foot in the wrong place and twisted it awkwardly, to I've clearly twisted it too far and it's left lasting damage that's not going to heal instantly. And then it's the sort of panic of realising you can't walk on it properly. But, uh, yeah, an ankle sprain is particularly painful, I think.
0: It is. I have done that. I'm not going to lie. We were out. Um, it was when I was on a night out as well. And for some reason I got behind everybody else. And I was, I either got chatting to someone or whatever. And I started running to catch the guys up. And being obviously a little bit tipsy, uh, I went over the curb of the pavement. Proper yeah. bad on the curb as well. And I just got straight back up and started walking down. I thought, oh, my, my foot's a bit sore. And then I went uh, into uh, whatever club it was. Went into like It was a pub, not a club. Went to this pub and I'm walking around. And I just kept thinking, oh, this hurts a little bit. And as I was there, my foot was swelling within my shoe. Oh. And I couldn't get my shoe off because I wanted to sort of see how bad my foot was. And I just couldn't get it off. Everything was just swollen so bad. So I immediately said, I'm going to have to go home. And I got a taxi home. Yeah, and in the in the morning, my foot was enormous, Bloody like hell. proper. It was like I put my foot into a football, <laughs> like a clown's foot, not like a clown's big. foot. It was ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so here we go. So I've been looking at accidents. We're doing accidents and injuries because I've just got accidents in the brain. Because yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Car. So. The biggest accident of 1921, 100 years ago, Ben, was the Abermule train collision, which was a head-on collision which occurred in Abermule, Montgomeryshire, Wales, on the 26th of January
1: 1921. Wow. And it killed 17 people. I've never heard of it. It sounds quite nasty.
0: Well, it was pretty big in 1921. Obviously, I mean, cars are your main mode of transport, I suppose, around then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, in 1971... yes. The biggest, well, it's down as an accident slash disaster was, and you might be able to help me, is it the Ibrox? Yeah, yeah. Is that in Glasgow? Yeah, that's Rangers football. Yeah, in 1971, the Ibrox disaster, which was a crush among the crowd at the Old Firm football game, which led to 66 deaths and more than 200 injuries. And it was the worst football related disaster until obviously the Hill's more gone. famous one of the same ilk. Yeah. Yeah. Hill's
1: yeah. Gone. Well, that's amazing that I don't know much about that. I realize it's before we were both born, but I've not been aware of that a similar well, kind of thing. Definitely before watch. I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for pointing out there is a slight age gap between us.
0: Yeah. Uh, How but- do I do? not Well, yeah. I mean, you don't have to know everything, Ben. That's why no. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd just be you on this podcast. I'd have very
1: little to say. Hi, guys, and welcome to Ben Knows Everything. And now Martin... Oh, no, there's no point Martin speaking, because Ben knows everything.
0: I know that's that's what you'd like to do.
1: (laughs) No, but I'm amazed, because I didn't... didn't, Well, enlighten me. I don't know anything about it. What was it? 60-odd people got killed. That's terrible.
0: 66 deaths and more than 200 injuries. Um, So it occurred... Oh, there's more than one. The first disaster, Ilbrox occurred in 1902. Oh, right. A home international game between Scotland and England. The back of the Wooden West Tribune stand collapsed due to heavy rainfall the previous night, causing 25 deaths and more than 500 injuries. Uh, wow. And then, yeah, they expressed concerns. So I don't know how it happened. Uh, let's have a look. It was a match on the old firm game. It was Rangers versus Celtic. That's probably why. Yeah. And it was attended by more than 80,000 fans. In the 90th minute, Celtic took a 1-0 lead Yeah, uh, through Jimmy Johnston. But in the final moments of the match, Colin Stein scored an equaliser for Rangers. As thousands of spectators were leaving the ground by stairway 13, it appears that someone may have fallen, causing a massive chain reaction pile-up of people.
1: Bloody hell. <clears throat>
0: the, Yeah, the loss included many children. Oh, that's sad. yeah. Um, that's amazing yeah, to think them. it's just
1: caused by someone falling over and then a kind of chain reaction. That's crazy. Wow.
0: Well, what happened with the Hillsborough was that they were on the top stand or something, weren't
1: they? Yeah, I think with that, it's a case of too many people being allowed into a part of the stadium that couldn't cope with that number of people and then security forces not over Yeah, but I mean, to-
0: yeah, I know that side of things, but obviously the actual incident itself, it, people obviously weren't filing out. Properly, someone must have thought there must have been a collective pile up, yeah. But it was, for, it was,
1: it was before the game started, or it was as the game was beginning, it wasn't like at the end or anything. So, it wasn't people trying to leave. That's why I don't, again, I don't know much about that. There's clearly going to be people that have studied a lot more about Hillsborough than I, even though I'm a Liverpool fan. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember all the details about it, other than I know the families have always said people were never kind of made to account for the problems that occurred with it and there was never any kind of criminal investigation made they wanted the people who were leading the police force and whatever to be held accountable for what went on and it's never properly happened and the fans themselves ended up getting blamed and I think many years later they have been like posthumously exonerated not that that helps amazingly but uh yeah. Well,
0: yeah, according to Wiki on that, shortly before kickoff, in an attempt to ease overcrowding outside the entrance turnstiles, the police match commander ordered exit gate C to be opened, leading to an influx of supporters into the pens. This resulted in overcrowding of those pens and the crush, with 97 deaths and 766 injuries. Yep, yeah, yeah that's, that's a biggie, that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, right. Well, moving away from something as horrendously sad as that to clearly more uh, frivolous subjects such as me getting injured um, in no way life threatening. Although when I when I explain this first one, I would say this is the most severe injury I've ever had. Um, And it happened when I was about two and we were visiting my uncle and auntie on the Isle of Wight. I think it was for a wedding. Um, and I was running around their house at the age of two. I tripped over a door stopper and fell forward straight into the side of a metal radiator.
0: Is this a memory or a
1: story you've been told? (laughs) Well, weirdly... I I only ask because two is
0: a really early age to remember. Yeah, well,
1: I am convinced I remember the sound it made the sort of metal clanging and echoing sound in my head because I fell forward against the side of a radiator and cut my head open. And I don't, then I've just been told what happened afterwards. I don't remember that, Um, but apparently my mum was holding my head together and my uncle had to drive us to the hospital so I could get stitches. And I had six stitches in my forehead. And as I've got older, it's got much less pronounced, but I do have a scar on my forehead there um from uh, from that incident and i guess cutting your head wide open if that if i'd been on my own and there hadn't been people to instantly tend to me it could have been far more serious but um ended up just being a talking point and made me vaguely look a bit like harry potter before harry potter was a thing
0: <laughs> yeah i've probably i've probably had lots of little accidents all around the place me knowing what a messy kid I was but, <laughs> yeah. um, I mean the, the earliest thing that I remember would be uh, well there's two things I remember from from my childhood I don't can't remember which came first the worst was by far done by my brother who gets a lot of stick okay. that's it that's unfair I don't genuinely know if it was my brother but my brother and his friends decided to take me up the road where they were practicing golf. <laughs> uh, in a in a big empty field, and there was like this little mound that he sort of said, you know, stay on here. Right. And I I had a little plastic golf set. You know, I don't... It's
1: just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids how, have like just, a little, just for frame of reference, how old were you at the time, roughly, and how old was your brother?
0: Genuinely can't remember. I'm going to go around five, something like that. For me to be walking and about and annoying, yeah, five to yeah, yeah. six... Something okay, like so how old would that have and, made and for me to not have anywhere else to go? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would probably say I was early doors because he was looking after me, although it was just up the road. But you know, you're going out with your brother, you get oh, yeah, I want to come. Yeah, so sure. I'm gonna say around then he might tweet us and go, Oh, you were 15 or something. I don't know. <laughs> <All> right, <okay. laughs> I wasn't 15, but um. So, in fairness to them, I should have stayed on this little mound that I was on. I didn't, because nice. my golf ball, my little plastic one, rolled down the hill. So, I went after it, and I went to pick it up. And as I did, one of them took their swing. And from a good, I don't know, 100, 200 yards away, I just got a speeding golf ball in the eye. Oh! Oh. <laughs> Which wasn't particularly great, and all I remember really of the experience itself was um, I remember being there. I remember being on. I remember the golf set that I was playing with. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, and I don't. I, I don't actually remember the going down the hill to get the other ball. That's just what I've been told afterwards. It might have been aiming for me. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, he. Uh, that was something that came along. With it. But I remember coming back to the house and walking into the kitchen. And my mum being like really angry that it had happened and what had happened. And then, obviously, concerned because there was quite a lot of blood. Obviously, I burst my eye open.
1: Oh, yeah. And then
0: uh, a tea towel that I had on my face holding all the blood. I remember that vaguely as I was going to the hospital. And then just waking up in the hospital with being pinned down by a load of nurses as they were trying to put stitches in my eye. See, this is what, see, I must've been big enough because apparently I was kicking and screaming and not letting them put the stitches in. So yeah, I must've been big enough to cause a fuss in, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. in the thingy. So I'm, yeah, I'm going with about five to seven, something like that. But kind that's, of
1: age what was the aftermath of that then? Because you've not had any sort of, I had a big problem. gash in my eye. No, but I mean, you've not had any problems with your vision or anything as a result of that, or did you? not?
0: I've always thought I would have, because a lot of my family wear glasses. I always thought I would end up with glasses because yeah. I imagine there would be that. I do get, um, I have in the past had headaches and pain behind my eye where, and I've gotten the doctor and said, oh, I've got this pain in my eyes and like that. And then they've asked me, what's this scar? And I've said, oh, it's from this. And they were like, there might be damage there, but I've never had anything look into it. Only until the past year I've ever had an MRI. Yeah, and yeah. While in fairness, it has brought something up that is near my optic nerve. I don't think it's anything related to um, to that incident. That, okay, that right. I'm not aware
1: of. Well, it's funny you've talked about that because I have another eye injury story, which is the second... Hey, which is the second worst injury i believe i've ever had it was again round about the same time i think i don't know if i'd quite reached the age of three yet or was over the age of three but again most of the details of this i've been told although one part of it i do remember the aftermath my mum and dad were re-plastering their bathroom wall and they had a big sack of powdered wall plaster that you had to mix with water and they had that in the bathroom, and I wasn't allowed in the bathroom because there was stuff going on. But my toys and stuff from the bath were still in the bathroom. And one, I don't know why, but one of the things I had in the bath was like a little spade that you might take to the beach with a bucket or something. And whilst mum and dad were doing stuff and their backs were turned, I came up into the bathroom, picked up this spade, looked down into this big sack of powdered wall plaster. Got the spade and flicked it all up into my face and into my eyes. And well, it was mainly one eye, I think, but uh, no, it definitely was both, but it was more my one eye than another. But I had to end up going to Queen Mary's Eye Hospital and they ended up digging this stuff out with cotton buds, apparently. Uh, because obviously, oh, what? The nature of it, it's going to mix with water, and this is powdered wall plaster, and your eyes are wet. So it's starting to dry on your eyes or mix with them and make, I don't know what the hell it does. Now I've got older and can appreciate it. It makes me feel horrible. But um, so th- I went to a hospital. They then transferred me to the eye hospital. They dug all this stuff out with cotton buds. And the worst thing was, I think they gave drops and they gave some sort of gel that had to be put on my eyelids or whatever. the worst thing was for about 10 days to two weeks afterwards. And this is what I can remember. I woke up and my eyes were stuck together. I couldn't open my eyes each morning until they'd been bathed in warm water and cotton wool pads on them and stuff. Um, And, yeah again i've not really had any vision problems as a result of that but i am very squeamish about anything to do with eyes if i have to even have drops in my eyes now as an adult i don't like it if you have any kind of infection where you have to have that kind of gel type stuff on your bottom eyelid where well, i can't do it i hate it i cannot have anything near my eyes i absolutely hate it don't watch
0: clockwork orange then
1: <laughs> well, i have worked clock- watched clockwork orange yeah
0: yeah, done either than that. But there's a life lesson for you all: don't mess with white powder.
1: Yeah, <laughs> not necessarily in the way you think. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In, in any, anywhere,
0: <laughs> any way, shape, or form, don't be messing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was particularly bad. Um, yeah, that doesn't sound great
0: to be honest. And um, I, I would have put that down as being worse than the banging your heads as a kid. Oh, would you? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because you. You nearly welded your eyes shut, or <laughs> yeah. cemented your eyes shut. How's that not the worst thing that's happened to you? Well, you I could just, have been, you could have been blind for life, yeah—just because you couldn't open your eyelids. So the problem of- to slice them open, give you new eyeballs or something. I don't know. Speaking of that, let it? me
1: just tell this story. But I'll be as quick as I can. This happened between me and a mate of mine at school. Last words. We were both about 13, 14. I don't think I've told this story on this podcast before, but at my school, we went through a phase of playing American football in the school playground, not with proper tackling and everything, just someone throwing the ball as a quarterback, people trying to catch it, and it was just like touch American football. So if you touch someone, they were tackled. Yeah, and the break- girls play. Yeah, yeah. And the break time ended, and my mate had the American football, and I wanted to get it off him. So we were just mucking about and I got him in a headlock and he was still holding on to the ball and I was trying to reach it from under his arm whilst I had him in a headlock. And I was going, give me it, give me it. And then I went like, I sort of made a motion with my hand to get the ball and felt my middle finger go into his mouth, which was obviously wet. And it quite...
0: What story is this?
1: Wait, 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 wait quite a way in i would say a good inch into his mouth and i thought oh that's gross at which point i let go of him and he got up and was holding his eye going oh my god i can't see oh my god and i hadn't put my finger in his mouth i'd put it in his eye quite a long way and he stood up and he's still to this day remember i still mates with this guy and i still talk to him quite regularly and he said he couldn't see anything and this is genuinely true and it's so unlikely because there'd be other groups of kids playing different games in the same playground. Someone booted a football from another game and it hit my mate who just had my finger in his eye on the back of his head and genuinely like reset his eye and he was fine. So at one minute he was going, I can't see all oh, my eye, my eye. And then he went, bang. And he went, oh, oh, that's better. <laughs> I have never been so relieved in my life because I, I did have that split second thing of I've blinded someone. What the hell is going to happen to? Oh, my God, he's fine. And I'd, it was just a horrible thought. Now, because we were talking about eye injuries, just I that realisation that I hadn't put my finger in his mouth. It had gone in his eye and it must have gone about an inch into his eye. Oh, God, it still makes me. feel. <laughs> it makes me feel That's... really weird thinking about it.
0: That's disgusting, Ben. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Yes. I don't even... I,
0: I mean, it must have happened because you can't make it up, really, I suppose. Yeah, think.
1: exactly. Is that And that thing with the football hitting him and fixing him, if that football hadn't hit him, I don't know what would have happened. Well, he would have had to have gone to hospital and they must have been able to do something. But I'm guessing I'd sort of moved his eyeball round or something and that must have put it back.
0: Yeah, and then his family would have sued you and, Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we wouldn't like kind of stuff. Um, Did you? What happened at school? At school, I had for some reason where, at my like junior school there was like this big oak tree in the middle. Uh, well, not in the middle, but like at the bottom of the the. Ground. We had this massive field that we could run around. It was great. Yeah, and um, for some reason, uh, we decided it was I don't know what we were doing, but there's a guy called uh, Matthew Stansfield who, who I was friends with then, and he he lifted up this massive rock and decided to chuck it, but he happened to chuck it in the direction of my hand. <laughs> so I had this rock sort of just squish my middle finger and it kind of burst like a spot.
1: Oh, what, your fing- your whole finger burst?
0: Yeah, so there's a big, uh, I can't show it. So when you look at my middle finger, it's like he's got a parting because there's just a big chunk, wow. a big line where it all just sort of burst open. So it's a very straight line, and this rock just kind of hit it in the right place to make the tip of the finger just go pop. Uh, and so now, Aww. yeah, it's brilliant if you're ever doing finger puppets because he's genuinely just got a nice little, uh, just a designated part in there. It his.
1: can't be many injuries anyone's ever had where you go, it's really handy for finger puppets that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, true. No. Oh, but God, that's horrible. Considering you said you'd not had many injuries, you've had quite well I've never
0: it. I've never broken anything. So I've never sort of had an accident where I've uh I've broken a bone or something like that. You know, yeah. water, man. You're jinxing me all over the place here chatting about this stuff. Yeah, we're um
1: yeah, touch yeah, I, I've
0: never had, had anything uh quite like that. I don't think I don't know if my family uh, oh yeah, no, my brother my brother broke his arm. Coming off his skateboard or his bike, well, I think it was his skateboards, when skateboards were a thing. Yeah. Um, here's the thing: I was thinking the other day. This is just slightly off topic, as always. Go on. But like kids now, uh, I saw a lot of kids. They've got that like, those popper things. It's like um, this thing, these things for like ADHD. They're all over the place now. I only ever sort of found out about them for my wedding because uh, my cousin's kids uh, uh, need. Uh, needed these popper things because they help relieve the stress and stuff like that. What do, they do, what do they do
1: then?
0: So it's just, well, it's just like um, even further off topic. now. It's just, it's like, you know, when you pop um, packing material.
1: Oh, right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They're really good for sort of calming kids, ADHD, uh, kids with Down syndrome, things like that. that okay, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Very calming influence on them. And um, so someone has invented, and it's just like a Popper thing that you pop it one way, you pop it the other way. It's just constantly popping. It's good I stress Yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. like a few years ago, they had a similar stress reliever, which was the spinners. Do you remember those? Spinners yeah, things? yeah, yeah. Those,
1: fidget, those spinners things. Spinners. Yeah. fidget spinners. Yeah,
0: fidget spinner. Yeah, same thing. It comes out for a very good reason and becomes this weirdly popular thing. Yeah. And now walking around London, I see kids with them all on the necks. They have them on a chain, and they have yeah, these, yeah, yeah. Like two popper things, just playing popping. Anyway, I was sat there thinking. Completely, this is where my topic was going. You took me down a different. I was sitting there thinking. Whatever happened to the yo yo? <laughs> yeah. Like the yo yo would be great for these kids. Right? It was such a good thing. Like you had all the tricks. People could do so many tricks yeah, with yo yo. Yeah, yeah. And it was a social thing. You could do it by yourself. You could play around there. It's just, it's much better than having iPads. And well, it's probably not as much fun overall, but yo yo's were great. Like, yeah, such yeah, a good, yeah. in, such a really simple invention. That entertained everybody for hours. And if you do all the tricks, it was really impressive.
1: Yeah, I remember there was a phase of that where everyone at school had yo-yos and was doing all tricks where you could do it forwards and then do like a backhand one and do that yeah, thing where you, you made a and little trick. Sh- yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. All this kind of. Thing. And I'm just like, whatever happened to them? Why have they gone? Because <laughs> and you used to get uh, I remember you used to collect like um seven up can tops or, yeah. or coca-cola can and you just send off and you get one yeah and like, I you'd, remember have different, that. you'd have different coca-cola ones or seven at ones and um some of them would like when you spin
1: it down they light up yeah i had one of those that uh, lit up yeah like a dynamo effect sort of thing yeah 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 brilliant,
0: brilliant idea for someone should bring back the yo-yo anyone who's got money now <laughs> who wants to make more money bring back the yo-yo that's,
1: anyway. that's a good point, and it, that enables me to tell a story about an injury that's related in a very, very loose way to yo-yos. Yo-yo, something you play with on the end of a bit of string. If you imagine a much bigger bit of string, you've got a rope and you can have a tug of war. <laughs> that's a tenuous link, but I'll never forget this. Blimey. I, I, thanks. I used to get FHM magazine when I was a kid, and every now and again, it would have... For the great... articles, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, because I loved the writing. Yeah. Um, and every now and again, it would have sort of weird stories from around the world, in it? And I just can't imagine how this could ever happen. But there was some tug of war that went on in, in somewhere in the east, like Indonesia or, or um, Thailand or somewhere like that. And it was two male teams having a proper tug of war, that went so badly wrong. I don't even remember what happened, but someone's <laughs> arm story. got ripped off. What? Their whole arm got ripped off during a superhero arm <laughs> yeah. oh, off, lad or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Oh, yeah, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah but it well he could have been he could but they had i don't know how it had obviously been reported in a local paper and they showed a photo of this bloat and the arm not right by him and i'm like how can that happen What is there some kind of ridiculous whiplash effect or did it did he have it wrapped round his arm and there was too much pressure on it and i was like it always bothered me because it never fully explained how it happened it was just like when tug of war goes wrong or whatever and it was just like someone on the team had their arm ripped off oh like that's insane it could have
0: been wrapped around his i don't know the rules my dad used to do um tug of war
1: yeah but i, I never really
0: i don't even know if it's i'm presuming it's still a thing
1: yeah well yeah you uh, don't you, see or hear of it much these days but it must no be you
0: don't why is that not in the olympics
1: yeah yeah I, that used war. to be quite a popular sport didn't it like a recognized be, sport yeah yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. other thing.
0: So we want your years back, and we want tug of war in the Olympics, Olympics
1: but with no arms and ripped off. And we want to
0: make sure we're pronouncing Greenwich right. <laughs>
1: That's all I ask from the world. He if everything's happen,
0: I will be a happy man. What about the if thing is, I need a job? Get me a job, <laughs> so I stop thinking about this rubbish on a daily basis, <laughs> and then the world will be a happier place.
1: Right. Okay. Um, can I just tell you something else now that's reminded me? I love how things are jogging my memory. This, again, didn't affect me, but affected someone i worked with the following year in pantomime. Uh, um, what's the
0: tenuous link here?
1: Well, tug of war and a bloke getting his arm ripped off relates to another arm injury from a seemingly innocuous sort of challenge thing like that, which is Yo-yo. arm wrestling. And okay. Someone lost their arm arm wrestling? Didn't lose their arm, but... Ah. Um, it was a guy in panto had an arm wrestle. He was playing the Prince in a pantomime. I only know because I worked with him the following year and he was playing the Prince in a pantomime and for a laugh during rehearsals had an arm wrestle with the drummer in the show. And during the arm wrestle, like the, what's it called? The, the forearm bone snapped. It just broke his arm during an arm wrestle. And it's made me never ever want to arm wrestle anyone since because this guy had to leave the show. He obviously couldn't perform in the show, he had quite a severe break. And uh <laughs> I, he, then they had him back the following year, but I don't I still don't really know how that can have happened. And during an arm wrestle, he actually quite badly broke his arm.
0: But did you did you see the guy in the uh MMA fight? No.
1: Uh, I think it was MMA or UFC or something.
0: Well, um, recently,
1: not Conor McGregor. Wasn't that his leg with Conor McGregor?
0: Yeah, he kicked someone. I don't know if it was Conor McGregor. Kicked someone and, like, shattered his leg.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Just completely went. That was that was grim. I've seen something similar to that in the wrestling as well, though. There was a guy called Sid Vicious. Who I've was seen that. That's horrible. Yeah, And he just horrible. landed and just completely snapped his, his leg at the ankle. <laughs> yeah
1: what a what a really good topic you've picked today ben um (laughs) there's so many things that are making me wince it's great yeah apologies to the listeners if you're screamish or if you're having your tea whilst this is on um you know but that's the nature of uh, for thought we can chat about anything no
0: absolutely that's what it is. I did. About. I
1: alluded to this earlier and never finished. Saw the story through. But uh, whilst I used, I had three three years. I think where I attended a football school. It was called a soccer school in the summer holidays, and it lasted for a week. And it was in Kent, near where I lived. Um, and they did a variety of things. They had a mini World Cup tournament with all the kids that attended. They had. Soccer skills award, where you had to do all these different challenges and see how good you were at passing, at hitting it with both feet, uh, like accurately kicking the ball between two cones and things like that. And you were judged on it all. And there was another thing called the super striker award, where you were judged on your ability to score goals. And Various times, other people you would take it in turns to go in goal for other people whilst they were doing these challenges. And I went in goal, someone hit the ball so hard that when I saved it, it bent my left hand back. And because I was 10, 11 at the time, or whatever, it bent it back quite far and broke my arm. But it was only what they call a green stick fracture where your bones are still developing. So it's not like a clean break. It's like it's sort of broken and then gone back into place. But I did have to have my arm in plaster for six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it was. I'll never forget when they took the plaster off, you've got used to having your arm in plaster and you hear about sort of muscles decaying when you don't use them properly. And they told me they were going to cut this plaster with these weird sort of industrial sort of scissor things. And they said, put your arm up like this, put your elbow down and your hand facing upwards. And they cut up the plaster, took it away, and my arm literally just fell down and I couldn't lift my arm up because I hadn't used the muscle for six weeks. I was having to sort of carry my arm about with my other arm. It was such a weird feeling.
0: Well yeah. No, you see, I've missed I've missed all these fun times of <laughs> yeah. not
1: having great times. Great times, yeah. Not being
0: able to plaster my arm up or anything like that.
1: See <laughs> I think that's the only time I've broken a bone that I'm aware of. I'm trying to think if I've ever broken my finger or toe or anything. I don't think I have. Um
0: I have had my hands strapped one day when I punched a locker. Someone was bullying me at school, and rather than punch him, I punched a locker instead, which was very wise. I did smash the locker in half, though I punched it that hard. But uh, I did sort of hurt my... Uh knuckle. So one of my knuckles is a bit out of place. The the lower my left hand lower is that knuckle.
1: the same hand that's good at finger puppets? You've got a dodgy knuckle as no, well. No, different different hand, different okay, hand. Okay, right, right. But
0: yeah, I had to have that strapped up for a bit because the knuckle had moved out of place. But um yeah, all I remember from that is my dad being livid because I couldn't go swimming that night. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was supposed to go swimming.
1: You used to love swimming, didn't you, when you were younger? I did. Yeah. yeah. Um oh, what was I just gonna ask? something about related to that incident or you to do with uh oh no you you talked about punching a locker wasn't there an incident where after an injury you suffered or as a, as a result of a procedure you had to have you punched a healthcare professional
0: oh well, my, my t- that's not injuries that's my teeth <laughs>
1: Well, you had an injured
0: tooth I, I, I think i might have been confused with that i'm fairly certain the woman i hit was the one who was trying to <laughs> now i'm thinking about the injuries i think it was when i was getting my eye stitched that i wouldn't let it go near my eye rather than me tooth. Oh, but okay. i do have i do have a phobia of teeth and i have had many issues with dentists in the past yeah much much to my wife's hilarity when she had to go with me once because When we've gone, when you go to these things and you get injected and whatnot, because usually I have to try and get stuff done under station and you have to have someone there to make sure you get home safe and you can't drive.
1: Yeah, sure, yeah.
0: So over the past three years, I've had to take Alana with me and she finds it hysterical uh, seeing me, winds, cry, sulk, strop, then get (laughs) injected and talk absolute gibberish to people. Uh, I think I was calling, the last time I went with her, I think I was calling my the dentist a baby or something. <laughs> because she looked about 10 and she, like, injected me and I suddenly started going, you're not old enough to be a dentist. What are you doing? Get away from <laughs> me. You're a child. You're a child.
1: <laughs> I mean, just, Brilliant. We're I mean, just
0: accosting this poor woman. <laughs>
1: oh, <I'm> excellent. <laughs> so, in
0: fairness, probably did look quite small, but... Uh, yeah, I just like you're not old enough, get away from it. It just sent me delirious <laughs> to did the stuff. Um when I was a kid, I remember being on the I had the gas to have some teeth removed, yeah. although my dad used to vehemently deny this ever happened, but it scarred me for life, and that's why I have this photo because they put me in this chair, strapped this thing to me, made me count backwards, fell asleep, and then when yeah. I woke up, I was just numb and horrible and whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I remember I had my tonsils out when I was seven or eight and I remember that I do remember the anesthetist doing something and then going, right, count backwards from ten and me going, Well that's easy, there's no problem with that. Ten, nine, what they're doing, eight, seven, six Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. They're doing that thing as well. And you think (laughs) you kind of think I always challenge myself, I have it done. I have to have it. Have to be sedated that many times. I have to try and get to the (laughs) furthest number,
1: yeah. Get to zero, minus one, minus two. Ah, you haven't done it
0: properly. Brilliant! Yeah, I'm always worried they haven't done it properly. Always, that's my fear. Whenever they go, whenever I go to the dentist, they inject me. I'm like, well, what if you've got this one wrong and you're about to do a nerving, yeah, because the pain would be excruciating and I can't deal with, I think because, and I think it stems from the same, I think because I've not had accidents that much or because I haven't broken that much when it comes to this stuff, I think that's when I go, this is going to work. Yeah. 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 Not familiar with any pain. (laughs) Right, Ben, here we go. As usual. Yeah. I have found myself a, a a list.
1: Is it a list? Okay. Is it an exciting list? Is it an injury list?
0: I don't know. I've just found it now because I've been Googling. You, you caught me off guard with the topic. Okay. This is freak accidents that people miraculously manage to survive.
1: Oh, wow. OK, I'm intrigued.
0: So slightly positive. This isn't necessarily about death. <laughs>
1: as, <laughs> yeah.
0: As previous things have so, been.
1: Worrying accidents, but all these you're about to talk about, the people involved survived.
0: They did. These are people who have survived. Okay. I'm so, ready. and this is the t- this is eleven. So number eleven, uh, Anatoly Bugorsky was hit with a proton beam. Oh,
1: wow. Was he yeah. yeah. so? Nineteen
0: seventy-eight. Yeah. A Russian <laughs> physicist was involved in an accident where a proton beam hit him in the head. The beam had been sped up to almost the speed of light and a particle accelerator similar to the one used at CERN. Yeah. Uh, as part of an experiment. At all time, medics and scientists were unsure what damage would be caused by the collision as nothing like this had ever happened before. Uh, He didn't feel any pain at the time and the proton beam hit, uh, at the time the proton beam hit, but he did say he saw a light brighter than anything he had ever witnessed. It seemed like the physicist was incredibly lucky. Besides part of his face swelling up twice its normal size, there were relatively few side effects. Wow. Yeah. His left side of his face is paralysed and he's deaf in one ear. But other than that, he lived <laughs> scot-free by having a proton. <laughs> hang on, baby. hang on.
1: The left side of his face is paralysed, but he's lived scot-free. I'd say... because when the
0: swelling went down, the left side of his face was paralysed and he was deaf in his left ear. But he went on to live an almost perfectly normal life except, uh, and even completed his PhD. So he was wow. a student when that happened. There is a picture of it. It doesn't look great. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah.
0: Roy okay. Sullivan was struck by lightning. Seven okay. times.
1: Wow. Right. I think he'd
0: move or just stop doing whatever he's doing. I don't know if this was at the seven same place. Seven
1: times? Bloody hell.
0: Apparently. Um, during his life, he was struck by lightning a world record seven. There's a world record for it. Seven <laughs> times. Whoever's trying to beat that world record, stop.
1: Right, right. Okay, yeah.
0: Uh, then we've got uh, Anna Bagenholm, who was submerged in freezing water for 80 minutes. 80 wow, 80 80. That's a lot. She almost certainly should have died while she was skiing in Norway. She lost control of her skis, fell headfirst into a frozen stream near a waterfall. Stupid woman. <laughs> um, Ron Hunt had an industrial drill forced through his
1: skull. Oh, god, I don't want to know about that. Oh, 18
0: inch, 1.5 inch thick drill bit was forced through his eye.
1: Oh, my and God. the
0: right side of his skull. By a miraculous stroke of luck, the drill didn't tear through the brain, uh, his brain tissue, but instead pushed it aside. So, I hang don't on. know how that happened? When
1: I said, I don't want to hear about this, you've ignored that. Bloody hell, that's horrible.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh well, well I'm, I'm rushing through. Got, what, what number
1: what? are we at now? I don't know. Okay. Uh,
0: you he- were. I can't pronounce the name. This woman was sucked into a vicious storm for hours.
1: What, like Uh a a tornado or something?
0: Yeah, in a a German woman, uh, she was a paraglider. There we go. She was paragliding in 2007 um, in Australia when she ran into a horrific storm. During the worst of it, she was sucked up in a vortex at a speed of nearly 50 miles per hour to a maximum height of 32,634 feet. Oh, my God. The storm raised her around. The lack of oxygen in the altitude caused her to pass out for around an hour. Probably for the right. best, says,
1: really, if she's being it dragged it around it. the storm.
0: Yeah, crazy. Truman Duncan was cut in half by a train.
1: Well, hang on. That, that, that you have, there's no coming back from that. All no, right. It, it might have Truman Duncan
0: on. went through a horrendous audit. Od- it was only 2006. <laughs> right. oh, God, I, I thought back in the day, maybe, Uh he fell from a moving train in Texas. Um, slipped and fell onto the tracks while he was riding along to repair a dock. He tried to throw himself backwards uh, so he wouldn't be crushed, but caught, got caught underneath. Uh, Ninety thousand kilograms of metal passed over him, destroying much of his middle and lower body. Despite being crushed by the train, he remained conscious. Oh, God, that'd be awful. And was able to... Ph- oh, he phoned his own emergency. He, ph- he, the- he phoned the paramedics himself. Wow. He'd been cut in half by the train and then phoned them himself. When he arrived in hospital, he took more than 23 operations over a period of four months to try and save his life. Wow.
1: wow. Okay.
0: Um, oh! However, he was able to survive the incident and even went back to work several months later. What? (laughs) That is mental. Okay. A man had his heart forced into the other side of his chest. Okay, these are
1: just getting... These are getting weird and gross now. Right, okay.
0: The man's heart completely rotated and being forcibly moved to the right side of his chest. The craziest part is he was still alive, conscious and alert after the crash. It was a motorbike accident. Uh, Fortman Murph nearly sawed off his own head. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. What? I don't know. He was a lumberjack, an enthusiast lumberjack. Uh, and he was able to cut down trees. In 1984, he suffered an accident that is almost impossible to survive when he was out trimming. He fell. A branch fell, knocked him out, threw him into a ditch. I don't know. I don't know how he nearly cut off his own head. The thing landed near him. Whatever. Oh, and de- I think-
1: it's a good job we don't record the video of this and put it out anywhere because it's just me going, "Oh God," and yeah. wincing a lot now. Yeah, but these people survived.
0: The happy stories. Greg yeah. Rasmussen crashed a plane in the African wilderness. That's not as impressive as the other guy. <laughs> uh, this guy, two more, I think. So Phineas Gage's head was impaled with an iron rod.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
0: 18, that's 1848. Man, he had a massive procedure. Uh, he was a railway worker and was tasked with clearing the rocks away. This usually involved an iron rod to insert ins- in- explosives into the rocks before they fuse. It caught fire and the rod went back into his skull. That's disgusting. Ah, oh. and the last one is oh, Casey Wagner suffered a. Through a double lightning strike that's not as impressive as the others why is he
1: double lightning strike well they say lightning never strikes twice it struck him twice at the same time more or less
0: obviously dude dude did
1: well unbelievably we've come to the end of our podcast and I think it's fair to say we talked about injuries it got pretty harrowing for me at the end with your description of the worst ones people have survived but um, they
0: survived
1: yeah Considering you said you'd never had anything bad happen and then you've had your golf ball eye destruction and your burst finger and whatever, you've you've clearly been through it a bit as well.
0: Yeah, but I thought we were gonna chat I thought you were gonna want to chat about like breaking arms as a kid and stuff like that. I thought it was like gonna be a therapeutic bonding session for you. And I just I just don't have the experiences involved in bonding on that (laughs) level, Ben.
1: Well, I think we've already bonded long before this. We don't need injuries to bond further. We don't uh,
0: like to talk about that on the podcast, though.
1: No, fair enough. But uh, if you want to share with us any stories about injuries you've had or what you feel about listening to our stories of injuries, particularly those gruesome ones Martin told us about at the end there that were nothing to do with either of us, just some horrendous ones throughout history, please... At Feud Thoughts. Yes, on Twitter, get in touch, at Feud Thoughts. let me know if it's Greenwich or Greenwich. We're still having that debate raging, but uh, we're going to love you and leave you there. Thanks for tuning in once again. Check out all our old episodes. There's a heck of a lot to choose from now, but right now from myself, Ben Simmons, and my esteemed colleague. Me, Martin Hill. It's bye-bye. We'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>